My name is Cassie and I'm the founder of Fatco, where we use these guys to make this stuff. Let me explain. At Fatco, we specialize in making natural and organic skin and body care products, many of which contain tallow. It's nutrient dense and healing. It's extremely high in vitamins A, D, K, and E, all super important for skin health. It's natural, it's healthy, and it's sustainable. People are saying, oh yeah, when you're finals MVP, you are now the best player on the planet. To me, that makes no sense whatsoever. My opinion, Patrick Williams had a phenomenal rookie season. I feel like on the defensive end, he, he played he played well. He guarded the team's best player. It's Monday, you know what that means, baby. Yeah. The Prideful Takes Podcast, mainstream Monday, where we talk about all the big news in terms of the average casual everyday fan sports. Mike, how you feeling today, my dude? I'm feeling great, man. Can't complain. Another weekend of some good sports action. So, mm. yeah, man, I, I'm excited. I'm glad you're excited, homeboy. I'm so glad that you are excited. We got a packed show for you, ladies and gentlemen. The NBA All-Star starting lineups have been dropped. People are salty about it, but I'm here to tell you, you guys are salty about the wrong thing. Spoiler alert, free Andrew Wiggins. And in terms of the NFL, a lot of moves have been made. Josh McDaniels, the fucking traitor, he bailed on the best thing that will ever happen to him. <laughs> now watch how quick he flops. He's going to beg Bill Belichick to come back. But before we get into all of that, Mike, it's Monday. Give me a hot take. Oh. I'm coming in hot with this one. That for the Super Bowl, OBJ is going to get the MVP. OBJ game. I have no idea why all of a sudden everyone's an OBJ fanboy. It's wild to me. Uh, I'm not a fanboy. I respect his game. And by the way, uh, Anthony Price just throwing it out there. Um, I'm no longer with ASAP. Um, I hurt feelings, and (laughs) Pride's a mean dude. So they parted ways with me. Um, However, Freddie. That's my dude, Fredward. Um, I wish him, Mike, all the, you know, 97% of them, I wish them all the luck. You know, all the best. And just whatnot. that 3% that. Yeah, it's the 3% that, you know, um, just want to make themselves victims. That's all I really, that, that's all it really, really is. But, you know, I'm not going to worry about them. You know, uh, Sensei, LDZ, um, Greg, uh, Jim, Dustin, Amon. Uh, Frankie, all of them, nothing but love for them, nothing but positive vibes. Them dudes, honestly, bro, it was fun working with them. You know what I mean? It definitely was fun working with them. Uh, it's a shame that a minority had a kind of like a minority of the, of the percentage was very mad at me and just did not like me. It is what it is, but you know, I ain't got a single bad word to say about any of those dudes that I named. I ain't got a single bad word to say about them. And I'm not going to make no reason to say anything bad about them. You know what I mean? Maybe one day, you know, Freddie will say, hey, Pride, you want to come back? And we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But, um, but yeah, in terms of that, I'm no longer with them. Um, and, uh, and by the way, 
Uh, Gridiron Yuki says, I'm going to be honest, last night was heartbreaking for me. Like, I was in tears, even though there was no crying in football. We were so close yet so far, uh, and we lost. I'm glad we made it this far. Listen, as a Niners fan, you should not be you should not be mad at your team. Mm-hmm. They got it together, made the playoffs, and dare I say, when they did that two-minute drill, I thought you guys would get in field goal range. Yeah, Jimmy G, uh, that that pick. I, I'm, I don't blame him. I don't blame Jimmy G because if I'm him, I do the same thing. But that, he, threw it behind, he threw it like. He did, but he did that, what, two times earlier in the game? But then, and he but that's to what, get it out of bounds. But that was crucial. This is a crucial moment. You don't, you don't do nothing get, like that. And listen, man, nah, bro. Mm-mm, I can't. Because and the yeah. only reason I'm saying I, I I'm not mad at Jimmy G for doing that. Not only did he do it before in the game, where they were, their field positioning, you cannot afford a sack. You yeah, cannot but, afford a sack. But this moment, you can't afford to, to do nothing like that to get a pace. It was it's third down. Like you could, you had right. two more. I understand that, but if, but where he was, he gets sacked. That's like what fourth and fifteen, maybe. Man, you got Debo. Whatever you you try to get him open. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not mad at Jimmy G. But but the crazy thing, the Niners they gained a fan. Uh. My girlfriend, the saddest she wanted to choose the Niner as her team, which I don't know why. I first of all, I saw she, she was getting into football. Yeah, she seen some. She seen this one TikTok who talk about 49ers. She was like, "Oh, that's that's my team." So she like, "Well, she like, well, who you rooting for for this game?" I'm like, you know, I'm going with the Rams. She will. I'm going with the the Niner. That's my new team. So, I'm, all right, she like, you want to make a bet? I'm cool. So she bet if the Niners would have won, I would have made dinner th- Tuesday night. But since the Rams won, I get a whole Tuesday night in the man cave. Can't be bothered. Oh, uh, you got a whole so, Tuesday night? Yes. When is it? Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Golly. Mm-mm-mm. What a, what a good job. What a so guy. Hopefully I All get right. her to come to the Bears, but right now... She a quote-unquote Niners fan. So let me get my hot take out the way because I've been thinking about this for a while. And, Mike, you're going to get mad at me. But when I first say it, just take this walk with me, okay? (laughs) You know how you always have those arguments? Prime LeBron beats Prime MJ. Or who's better, Prime Larry or uh, Prime uh, Paul Pierce or whatever. Or, Or Prime Larry... Versus Prime KD, right? There should never be a conversation about Prime D Rose because Prime D Rose beats nobody. And I'm going to explain why. Uh, It's not that he was a scrub. It's not that he's dog water. Capping right now. But but hear me out. Hear me out. Because when I say it, you're going to agree with me. Watch. I probably doubt it. You see, that, you see that jersey in the back? But again, I'm not saying Derrick Rose is a scrub. What uh, I'm, I'm saying, Derrick Rose never had a prime, ever. And you got to agree with me, Mike. He never had a prime. Because right when he was hitting that cusp, that, that prime, at when he was hitting it, it was injury 
after injury after injury. And then the first two years back, he was scared to play because he's like, yo, every single time I played, I got injured and injured and injured and injured. And now we're kind of seeing D. Rose as being like a guy off the bench. You know what I mean? Like, I just... Because I, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, yeah, Prime B. Rose does this. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. But it's just, I think Derrick Rose is probably the 5% in the history of the NBA. He's in that 5% that never really had to get a prime. I, 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 don't, I don't think he ever, he was never able to get it because of the fact that he kept getting injured. Right when his prime kind of should have been taken off. You know what I mean? Like, when he was starting to get hurt, you can you can argue that was the beginning of his prime. I don't even think he was in his prime when he first got hurt. I don't even think he was in his prime. Then after that, he came back, got hurt again, came, and it just kept going. And then when he then after he left Chicago, he was, I don't want to say a shell of himself, but you can tell he was scared. He was scared to hoop because in his mind, he's like, yo, every time I came back, I would go left and my body would get mad at me that I didn't go right. And then all of a sudden, it's another injury and it's another injury and it's another injury. So I I, I don't, I don't, Mike, again, after hearing me out, you have to agree with me. So, so basically, so basically your hot take is that Derek Rose. It's the fact never had a prime. That never had a never prime. prime. He See, never had a prime. I and again, you... it's not because, and let me just clarify. It's not because he's a scrub. It's just because the injuries robbed him. Okay. The injuries yeah. had robbed him of being able to have a prime. So I'm going to go ahead. As a diehard Bulls fan, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to agree with you. I thought you were going to say some, some bullshit like comparing him to somebody else, which do made up, you, you, you did make an honest point his, his, to me his prime was the mvp that one year he he never we never got a chance to see anything else other than that one year his mvp season that's where all the injuries came came so you can't really say he really had a prime because a prime is like maybe a good what five or seven years you can say around like, there yep, around there so he never really got a chance to give us a good five to seven years of high basketball because like you say he was robbed of injuries so yeah, you do make a good po- a good point. As a diehard Bulls fan who's seen that and you know why you see, this. I was about to say you seen so, and experienced it. Yeah. So that so. that's why that's why I was telling you, Mike. You know, hear me out. Take this ride with me because I'm like a because the only people who don't agree with what I'm saying yeah. are people who aren't Bulls fans, like the outsiders who only like D Rose because it's trendy. It's like nah, bro, like. He never had a prime because of the injuries. And it's okay to say that. When you say a guy never had a prime, people always say, oh, you're trying to say he sucks? And it's like, yeah. nah, with D. Rose, when he should have had his prime. A high-level plan, a plan at a high-level basketball year now. He only had- Exactly. Like, not only was that robbed of him, but then it took him a few years to even get, get comfortable. It back. You know what I mean? So... I just so, wanted to make sure I threw that out because yeah, you, you know, had me riding with you with the door open because I was gonna hop out the motherfucking truck, but I closed it when you when you kept going. So I closed. I'm, the door, I'm glad. Bro. I'm glad for the first time ever you took the ride with me. Yeah, and I I, I keep saying yeah, take the ride with me, and I promise, I promise, I will make some sense. 
But you got to take the ride with me. You got to take the ride with me. But moving on, this weekend was buck, buck, buck wild. Um, overtime came back to haunt the Chiefs. In a bad way. In a horrible way, a brutal way. The Bengals ended up beating the Chiefs to go on to the Super Bowl. And the Rams, in a, dare I say, very interesting, very fun game. By the way, uh, Grand Iron, my fiance is going to, she's going to probably be coming in on Fridays. So on Fridays, it's, we're going to change it to, oh, yeah, you know, it's hmm. a bear's pride. You know, <laughs> I forgot all about that, bro. Yeah, nah, she will, she will come back. By the way, Friday I'm changing my name to Free Pride. I know one. I know probably say one day I did watch that segment over just you know get a good little laugh in. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, LDZ, what's up? And great on you can say something. LDZ, and we shut up about the OT rule. I've been telling people to shut up about it forever. I don't people, think there's anything wrong with it. People were saying that was rigged. They would just they want to you know get back at the Chiefs. So they, I'm like, man, come on now, nah, because my I don't know, man. They, uh, I don't know, man. I'm just here so I don't get fined, man. It's interesting though. Two different teams, two unique teams. Definitely gonna be a whole different Super Bowl. But before we get to that, um, in terms of the Chiefs. And by the way, Anthony, that actually was going to be my question to Mike. You thief. I hate you. Um, With that whole thing happening, Patrick Mahomes kind of went out and said, look, man, we're up 21 to three. We can't lose that game, which he's got. He's got a legitimate point. Who do you blame more, Patrick Mahomes, or do you blame the defense more for that loss? I blame the defense because they was up twenty one to three. Like they scored eighteen points to they what want to say zero? What do I mean? No, eighteen to three. No, no, what that was fourteen to three. I'm looking at overtime. Fourteen to three in the second half. So that's yeah, that. That's got to be defense. Yeah, you know, at Patrick, one point, at, home, at pretty sure at one point in the second half or in the, in the second quarter, it was twenty-one to three. Yeah, and Patrick, right before they scored that touchdown, Patrick did make some question, questionable plays. Like I thought he was just running around, which you know they caught his ass, and he lost a lot of y'all just about running around trying to make a big play. Other than you know, probably taking off and gaining y'all or using your leg to get the first down. Other than you know, trying to make the big play. Which end up resulted in the into a sack. Yeah, there, there it was it was a lot um that kind of made me question what what he was thinking. Um I, I'm I don't a lot of the play calls the Chiefs did was some of the weirdest, most reaching. I'm going to say it. This was by far the dumbest called game. On the I Chiefs think part? I've seen. You said what? On the Chiefs? On Chiefs? On yes, Chiefs, the Chiefs offensively. Like, this was by far. I think you can make an argument. One of, if not the worst offensively called game that the Chiefs have had. 
in a long, long time. Because even when they were losing earlier this year, they were still putting up points. I, I, I just, watching the game, and again, Mike, I, I, obviously if I'm out of pocket, let me know. But what are you doing? What are you doing? There was a couple plays I saw them, which blew my mind. They they had they, they did a trio bunch. They lined up. They lined up. Um, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and they had um, uh, what's homeboy's name? Um, not oh, no. not Hardman, not Hardman. Um, the other one, the the, the he's a youngster. He was come, Pringle, Pringle, Pringle. Yeah. Oh. They would have, have them lined up, and then they had McCall Hardman on ISO. And then they were targeting McCall. I just did not understand what was going on. I'm looking at them, and I'm like, you know, they're 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 close. They're like, there were a couple times that they were, they're like, what, within five yards of the touchdown? And they're throwing the ball still. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, are, are, are you dumb? Like, you have two. You got some capable running, running backs. backs that can do the, especially um, um, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'm like, you know, you could have given, for some unknown reason, I swear to God, the Chiefs wanted to lose. Yeah. I swear to God. Because, like I said, I, I love Eric Bieniemy. This was the most questionable game he's had. By by far, and I don't even think it's close. I think this is one of the most, if if not the most questionable game he's ever coached. Because he he basically did what Joe Judge does. Joe Judge, <laughs> before he got fired, when you're supposed to be passive, you play aggressive. And when you're supposed to play aggressive, you play passive. Eric Bieniemy did the exact opposite every single time. I don't know why he did that. I don't know. Especially considering, and again, Anthony Price says it perfectly too. If um uh, you're in the red zone in the fourth quarter, why are you not running the ball? Yeah. And 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 the Bengals were not stacking the box. Yeah, because so eight, eight out of ten times they probably wasn't expecting to run anyway. They probably were just expecting you to continue to pass the ball. So, so that is the best time for you to sneak in. The Bengals were playing the pass ninety percent of the game. Yeah, I think there's probably four or five plays that they played for the run. Outside of that, they were playing for the pass, which gives you perfect. Even in the red zone, they're playing for the pass. They're doing coverage and only rushing three, maybe four guys. What are you doing? Not trying then to that they'll send that then when they see Patrick Mahomes dancing with the football, then they'll send that fourth guy. And, and, and that, it was always delayed. And and, yeah. and this is and this has been the antidote to 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 stop Patrick Mahomes. Delay blitz. And you put a guy that's just fast to rush him. You don't gotta sack him, you just gotta force him to get in an uncomfortable position where he has to throw the ball. You put him in that uncomfortable position, and now you kind of got something. You know what I mean? But like, you gotta go over there. You just unplug my headphones. Nah, you unplug. good? You good? You good, bro? But nah, I'm just saying, dog. Like, you can't sit there. And again, what really blows my mind 
<laughs> said pride's old ass. I don't care that you're 24. He read the offense shots. <laughs> Look, man, it's just I don't I, I, I never understood why they just continuously fling the ball. Damn. Especially when you're in the red zone. And again, Mike, it's not like they did this all year. Yeah, they were more on the pass on the passing side, of course, but it's not like you're gonna sit there and pretend. No, go go watch the story. Sit there and pretend that the guy can't. You know what I mean? Like, Hmm. it's just I I don't know. And um, Madonna says, um, Kai Edwards later run game isn't scary since he has a fumble issue. Um, McKinnon was there, sixty-five yards. And listen, if you don't want to give it to Clyde Edwards Hilaire, fine, whatever. Jarek McKinnon had a great game, and that's another dude you can still hand the ball off to. So if you don't want to give it to Clyde Edwards Hilaire, fine, whatever. I'm not gonna argue. And they got a they got a uh guy in uh Tyreek who can also you know run the football. No, yeah, exactly. Tyreek can do it, and they use um McCall Hardman a couple times to do that same thing. So I'm like, look again. Because I've seen people say, oh, we don't want um, – a lot of Chiefs fans said we don't want to run the ball with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And my thing is, okay, fine, whatever. But don't make it seem like that their running game is just Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or bust. Yeah, because no. it's not. It's a, They have other guys. Especially, um, like LD said, um, Jarek McKinnon, 12 carries, 65 yards. Solid. Why not give him a couple more? If you give him a couple more in the red zone, maybe it's a touchdown. And it's crazy. Patrick Mahomes did all that dancing to not even pick up no yards. Wait, no, he only had 19 yards. Because, but you got to remember, Patrick Mahomes, they, I mean, this game, they didn't really give him the, the opportunity to just run crazy. We need to be th- – this Bengals defense – did not give go. him the opportunity where he could just go buck wild. If I'm mistaken, I think he had he had one one big run. Yeah, I call it big, but only I for eleven was, yards. Eleven? Like, yeah, it was yeah. like eleven, right? It was. So 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 he had a total of nineteen yards. That's eleven. Nineteen minus eleven. What is that? What are we looking at? Eight yards. So now that's two carries for eight yards, about four apiece. I mean, they, they they figured out how to keep them in lock, man. So I don't, but I don't know, man. It's just the Chiefs just played very, very weird, which gave the Bengals every opportunity to win and to make sure that they could keep the, the that they can get out with the win. They yeah, did. Thanks. Congrats to them. Again, it's something completely new. Did not see that coming. Which I like. Because don't get it twisted. I like that. Um, But moving on to the next game. The the San Francisco 49ers had a very, very entertaining game. It's a game I actually kind of like. They tried. They did everything they could. But at the end, Jimmy Garoppolo was almost sacked. Tried to throw the ball and try to throw it away so that way he wouldn't, you know, it we he wouldn't take the sack. Ended up being an interception, which it is what it is. 
I, I just, I don't. It is what it is. Traven Howard pulled it down. Um, you know. And they were able but Cooper to- Cup and OBJ had a game, so shout out to those who they was they uh, tore. Yeah, yeah, like they it. did. They did because Cooper Cup eleven receptions, uh, a buck forty two. OBJ nine for a buck thirteen. Let me just say this one thing real quick, Mike, and then I'm gonna let you. Um, for all the people saying, "Oh, OBJ wasn't the problem. OBJ wasn't the problem." For all the people who are looking at this game and saying this shows he wasn't the problem. I mean this with literally the most possible disrespect one can muster up. You, excuse my French, are a fucking moron and you don't know football. Period. Because everyone's trying to make OBJ be like a martyr, poor him in Cleveland. It wasn't no one's fault. It was just a horrible fit. Yeah. It was a horrible fit. Yeah. That's I mean, he, and he, he also got a better quarterback. And no. a lot of and, and a lot of attention is not really on him. The attention is on Cup. So the Cup getting all the attention, you know, which you know, let's leave OBJ more open. When he was in Cleveland, he got he got most of the attention. So I I feel like now, now he's the number two. Back then, you could probably argue he's the number one, but I feel like right now, he's the number two, which is not bad. It's not, but what really bothers me is people say, oh, yeah, look, see, this proves he was the problem. This proves he was the problem. And again, when I see that, that just reinforces what I think about you, that you don't know football. You don't know what you're talking about because if anybody legitimately believed Baker was going to work in Cleveland, Again, all due disrespect intended, you're a fucking idiot, and you should never turn on football. You should be one of the people who who boycott football. You're an idiot if you thought it was going to work. What, Baker Mayfield and OBJ? OBJ. That's the equivalent of OBJ going to Baltimore. Is is that going to work? No, because it's a run-first team. It's a run-first team. That's it. It's a run first team. If you don't understand that, you're an idiot. Of course. And I mean this, Mike, with all due disrespect, you're an idiot. Because I'm seeing a lot of people all of a sudden have this weird. It's not like you calling me an idiot, but I know. No, no, no. I'm not calling you an idiot. I know. But, you just feel on these rants. No, no. Because <laughs> I see it and I just, I, I just bide my tongue. I really do. But it's like, who on God's green earth actually thought OBJ would work in Cleveland? I mean, a lot of people probably thought that, you know? And you're an idiot if you thought that. Cleveland fans thought that was going to work. And again, but again, Cleveland fans are idiots. They were just desperate, bro. You feel me? They've been horrible for how long? They've been horrible for how long? They, they, now, now they're starting to get something all of a sudden. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to the ball. So, like, you know, they're dumb. But it's like I, I tell people, this was never going to work. And people are like, oh, are you trying to say OBJ's trash? No, it's not that he's trash. Well, a lot, a lot of people look at the work. game different, though, you know. So you got people who look at the 
They look no, at you know it like no, you you're can, right. You can, no, you're right. You're right. Because people do look at the game different. There's two ways of looking at the game. You're either right or wrong. Yeah. And in this instant, it was clear cut. Like, yeah, it was not going to work. And now people are trying to be, oh, yeah, look at Odell. Like, like Odell shining. You and got the. Like, you got the people who 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 they can have a stacked team. They oh that that shit gonna work, but in reality, just because you got a stacked team, doesn't work. like the Browns are not always gonna work. No, having a stacked team isn't always gonna work. Because the thing is, when you have a stacked team, you need to ha- every person on that stacked team needs to have a legitimate role, and everyone needs to know their role. The biggest problem with Odell when he went to Cleveland. Was it the fact of who his quarterback was? Was it the fact that he had a split kiss touches with, with Ninjoku and then later Austin Hooper and, you know, obviously Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry? That wasn't the problem. The problem was when they got him, they never sat down and told them, all right, Odell, this is what we want from you. They never had that conversation. The Browns front office thought, oh, Odell just get- I, he's going to assume we want him to gel. And Odell was like, I assume they want me to be that guy. And I look at it with the Rams. They set his ass down like Cooper Cup. Well, I, I pretty much, you probably can already see Cooper Cup as the guys, but I know you still got to tell his ass like Cooper Cup is our guy. You're number two. Some nights right. you'll be number three to, to Higby. And, Sometimes and, and you'll now, be number four to Jefferson. Ex- and, and, and like what? There was like what? Four games that he barely got touches? There's a few games that he get touched, and he didn't care. Why? Because they told him his role. They told him, look, now that Robert Woods is down, Cooper Cup's are number one. There's going to be games you're on number two. There's going to be games we look to Van Jefferson. And that's the difference. Got, it's going to be a mixture. And that's the difference between the Super Bowl champion type team than the average and team. just like a playoff season. team. Just yes. look at Tampa with all those. You could say they stacked, but everybody know they rode. Exactly. You know, AB a- knew his role, but, you know, AB, he is bound to do some stupid shit. Yeah. The, the Rams are stacked. Everybody know their role. You got on the defense, you got Von Miller, Ramsey, you got Floyd. You got guys who all was first-round picks. Everybody know, know they rode. Shit, yeah, Bears fan was killing Leonard Floyd because they thought he was trash and he flourishing with the Rams. That's, and that's why I just kept I again honestly every time I saw that I'm like dog you you're, I don't know what I I just don't know what goes through your mind because again when you go to school and they teach you about shapes right they teach you about shapes and 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 by the way Green Green Arky says a lot of people thought that the Browns um uh were a Super Bowl team. Yeah, because it was everything was still brand new, you know. And, you had, you had. And exactly, and it, it wasn't because people believed it. It was just because it's kind of like you know when you get a new video game, mm-hmm. and the first time you play it, yo, you it's clean, smoke, you like it, it's the best thing ever. Then you actually rub your eyes and you take an objective look at it. Then you realize, huh? This shit is not really all that good. Right. Cough, cough. NBA Two K. The story of NBA Two K's life. Yeah. But like that's really what it was, you know what I mean? Um, Anthony Price says, "Do you think OBJ um, comes back next year, knowing Robert Woods is going to be returning?" I I don't know. You honestly, if I'm Odell, I don't. I don't go back. I think oh, I think Odell. 
If I'm looking looking at these teams, I think he might go to Buffalo. That's what I'm saying. Buffalo would be nice with Josh he Allen. Go, he might go Buffalo. He might go. I mean, let's see. Raiders. I would say Buccaneers don't. I, but I don't know the situation with Tom Brady. Well, that's yet. the thing, right? Because we don't we don't know about Tom. By the way, to all the people, Tom Brady hasn't retired yet. He he doesn't know. I've heard people but, say, "Oh my God, he retired." He don't know. But I know he. I get it. Adam show. Schefter tweeted it. I get it. You know what I mean? But when Adam Schefter tweets something, I mean other credible sources. Are, are tweeting the exact opposite. Yeah, I think we could take a minute and fall back and say, you know what, let's give this some time. But I know for a fact he's not going to no run heavy team, so you can't exclude uh, Baltimore out. That's, if I'm him, these are these are the three teams I'm looking at. If I'm Odell, one the Raiders. I think the Raiders have something. I think him and Derek Carr would be a lovely. You know what I mean? Now it puts less pressure on Darren Waller because he's always getting injured every other day. You know what I mean? Hunter Renfro, obviously he's balling out like crazy, but you're going to need a consistent guy that you can pair next to him or on the other side of him. I think mm-hmm. Odell could be that guy. Mm-hmm. So that. for me, that would be it. Number two, this one is a little tricky, but the Vikings. If he's willing to take a little bit of a cheap deal, they could let Adam Thielen walk, and if he walks, they'll go to Odell to bring Odell in. I, th- I think that I think that would be nice. It's already an LSU connection with with um Jefferson already there. So there, there's that little thing. Well, I don't, plus, I don't know. He, plus he likes Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> no, no, Odell likes Kirk. He likes him. He likes him. Kirk likes to air the ball out. So, you got that right there, you know. And then another team, and I, I, I don't want this to happen, but the New England Patriots. Now, I don't want it to happen, but. Why? You saw why not? Yeah. No. I don't <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't. The only the only receiver in this league that I will take right now will be like a Justin Jefferson, a Jamar Chase, a young stud. That I don't want. I don't want no old dude. I don't. I don't, I don't want a guy like Odell because the problem with you. that is by the time by the time Mac Jones fully matures. Odell's not gonna be, you know what I mean? He's he's gonna be, he's gonna be Mr. Odell. You feel yeah. me? Like, so that's kind of why I and again, do as a Patriots fan, we do need a number one, but I don't want to go and get a guy like an Odell, a Devontae Adams, a D Hop, a a uh, you know, a, a George Kittle. I don't want to get one of those guys because again, by the time Matt Jones matures and he's ready, like full blown ready to kind of just do his own thing, mm-hmm. they're going to be old, and we're going to go have to find a replacement anyway all over again. Facts. I feel you. You know what I mean? So that's kind of why for me, I don't I'm I'm, I'm kind of chilling a little bit on, on that whole Odell thing. But again, it's not even just Odell. 
it's like most of the receivers. Yeah. It's most of these receivers. You know what I mean? Like I want I want a youngster. You know what I mean? I want I want a youngster so that way, you know, they can both hit their stride and hit together their at the same time. Yeah. That's how I would look at it. Um, Anthony Price says Tom Brady's wife is gonna make him retire. I wouldn't be surprised. Hundred percent, I wouldn't be surprised. Good Yuki says uh, Kendrick is our number one uh, Osborne. I mean, you know, he stepped up. He has stepped up. Um, by the way, Good Yuki, when it comes to this, we will talk about this, and in the next topic, we will get there. I promise. Um, but Jesus, we took like eight. We took like eight detours. Going back to the Rams and Niners. Um, look. Debo uh, receiving four receptions, 72 yards, uh, seven carries for 26 yards. Uh, he also had a touchdown. Uh, I, I really, I, I felt bad for him. And honestly, I can't, I, I kind of felt bad for Jimmy Garoppolo too. <laughs> I really, and I think, cause I think before that, before that interception, he was playing good. J- he was playing, he was playing, he was playing well. He was playing well, you know. Yeah. There were a couple questionable throws here and there, but I don't think he was doing anything wild. By the way, Gridiron Yuki says we played kind of dirty, one hundred and ten percent, one hundred and ten percent. I don't. I didn't want to be that guy, but yeah, hundred percent. But then again, that's kind of like the 49ers brand of basketball, basketball, of uh, football. (laughs) Football. You know what I mean? Kind of like that that real gritty, borderline dirty. Like that's kind of been the, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that's kind of been their defense. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of been your calling card. You know what I mean? So that's why I kind of really wasn't, when I saw some of of those, some of those shots, I I kind of really wasn't shocked. You know what I mean? Um, By the way, Says uh Granuki says Debo is playing with his heart, and Anthony Price says Debo is gonna get paid. I think Debo is gonna be the highest paid player in NFL history. Mm. Because of we gotta remember Cordell Patterson, you know, people liked him because you can put him anywhere. Now imagine a guy who can do the same thing and is literally light years better. Than Cordell Patterson. You don't have to imagine it. Because that's Debo. It's Debo. Like. You can line him up. Like. like come on bro. Like. That, I, th- I think Debo. Gonna, he gonna get. Paid paid. I really think he gonna get. He gonna get big time paid. Well I think he gonna get. I think he gonna get paid. But I don't think the highest in the. Not, not just off. I'm not trying to say this. This probably was his best, you know, statistic year. I think they might pay him probably next year. Probably, they, probably, they might want to see one more year out of him. Then they probably pay him. I don't think they're gonna pay him this all season. Don't think so. No. But if they do, I don't think he will be the highest paid. I think it's still gonna be Adam. Somebody gonna throw Adam a bag. He's Debo's twenty-five. How old is Odell? Odell's 29, I believe. He's 29? I'm kind of thinking, do I want? If if Debo does it, if Debo goes to free agency, do I want it? He in his third year. 
He's in his third year, but he's 25. I don't know. I might want him. Hell of a player. Yeah, I, don't he, I don't think he'd want to leave the, the – uh... Oh, the Niners? Probably not. Agreed or not, we shouldn't try to attack the head. We damn near killed OBJ. Yeah, and um, who was it? Who was it? Um, hold on. I'll tell you who it was right now. Uh, it wasn't Fred Moore. I think it was Jimmy Ward. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Ward. Yeah, I think it was Jimmy Ward. He immediately got up and was like, my bad. I think when you do stuff like that, you go, my bad, you should get flagged. You mean <laughs> just for like stupidity. Because right. you, you, you get up and go, oh yeah, my bad. But you still committed, like, come on, do better. Um, since John Josh McDaniels, we're gonna cross that bridge when we get there. We might as well, we might as well just head into it right now. Everybody we, we wanna five, five. We we'll we'll get into it because. Everybody wants to bash my boy Matthew, uh, Michael McCorkle Jones. <sighs> A lot of the vacancies have been filled in terms of head coach and GMs. Um, you know, Baltimore hired a couple defensive um, defensive he um, a defensive backs coach and a defensive coordinator. The Giants have named Brian DeBall as their head coach. Salute. Solid move, very solid. Um, Judas Iscariot, I'm sorry, bitch boy. I'm sorry, trash can. Sorry, overrated head coach. My bad, Josh McDaniels. Sorry, I got this weird sneeze. Um, you know, he took his talents to Vegas, so that way that contract they gave him, he can immediately lose it on the strip. He's now their new head coach, and Dave Ziegler is now their new general manager. We already spoke. I think, did we talk about Nathaniel Hackett? The Broncos. For the Broncos? We didn't? Okay. Mm-mm. We'll get into that then. Um, Ryan Poles is the GM for the Chicago Bears. Matt Eberfluss is now a head coach, which you and I agree on it. But let me address the elephant in the room before we go to the Bears. And by the way, yes, fuck Josh McDaniels. Okay. I've been saying this forever. He's not a good head coach. He's not a good head coach whatsoever. He's one of those guys that if you put him at, a, at as an offensive coordinator, I look at him the same way I look at Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is not a good head coach at all. Defensive coordinator, he got it. That's his role. That's his position, and he's great at it. I look at Josh McDaniels the same way. Mm. The same exact way. Now watch, watch, watch. I'm going to say this right now. When they don't make the playoffs, when they when the Raiders don't make the playoffs this year, I'm going to be shrugging my shoulder. Yeah, I wouldn't have took the Raiders' job. The Raiders the Raiders are just an odd team. Like, what? one minute they show promise, and the next year they just – what What the hell happened? So, it's like mm-hmm. – mm. Something tells me Flores might take up that Saints job. Mm, I'll, mm, maybe. But maybe, I, maybe. Especially – he gonna have, he coming in with a lot of pressure coming off a playoff uh birth with the Raiders. So it's if if they take a step back, I don't he's know. Not, no, he's not. He's he's not he's not he's not head coach material. I've been saying this forever, and people get mad at me all the time when I say it. They think just because I'm a Patriots fan. Tebow. And and, that was his quarterback when he was a head coach. And, that was 
And I'm just saying now he got Derek Carr, so let's see what he can do with Derek Carr. Get, as yeah, the Tebow head was coach, a fullback. I understand that, but as the head coach, he could have sat Tebow. As the head coach, he could have made that. He could have made that that decision. He chose not to, and he chose to roll with Tebow, knowing Tebow couldn't throw shit, going to throw well in practice, knowing Tebow couldn't read defenses, knowing Tebow had an accuracy problem, knowing all that but, stuff. He still that, rolled with him. But uh, sometimes that's not really the coach decision when you draft a franchise quarterback. These these front offices, they they want to see don't, that don't, shit go don't through. You, don't you don't you dare try to? No, I'm I'm telling you, some some Mike. Some, do not Dude. call Tim Tebow franchise quarterback. No, I, hell no. I'm saying you just didn't. No, I'm, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw no, this chair at my. I'm at I'm monitor, when man. the Broncos drafted Tim Tebow, they drafted him to be the franchise quarterback. So you're gonna want to see, even though he may he may not look good to us, the person who drafted him want to see it come to fruition because they drafted that guy. Just look at Tua. They drafted Tua. Flores didn't want better than Tim Tebow. But I'm saying Flores didn't want Tua. The front office stuck to their gun. They won't Tua, and they sent uh, Flores packing. It's all about you seeing that quarterback goes through until you finally realize, oh, yeah, he's he's horrible. Just like the Bears. They drafted Trubisky. It took us three years until they finally realized, all right, he, he's not our guy. Time for us to move on. Even though it wasn't necessarily all his fault, but – you want to see your player, you know, at least a couple more years. I'm going to tell you this right now, man. He is not a head coach at all. <laughs> Period. Period. And I understand he had Tebow. I get it. I understand right, so it. What, what make you say? Is it the play calling? Is it the leadership? Like what His make play him... calling is just horrendous when it comes to to him being a head coach. If you watch how he plays, um, calls his plays an offensive coordinator, it's more organized. When he becomes a head coach, the dude does ridiculous calls. All right, so what What if he just be that CEO? Just You don't, you just look over everything. You get you an OC and you get you a DC. You just be the CEO and, and rally the I, but team. The, but the problem is I don't think he does that. I don't think he does that. And the only reason, the only reason I say that is because think about it. The best position, he had the best chance to do that in New England, which again, I was opposed to them trying to make him the head coach. When he almost left, I think last year, the year before last, Bill Belichick said, nah, you're staying. When I retire, this is gonna be your job. So who called the plays in who called the plays in New England? Offensively? Yeah. Him, Josh McDaniels. So, so this just ain't hate because he's leaving. You really no, think he cannot be? Well, a head no, coach? no, no. I, I, like I said, when he's an offensive coordinator, his play calls are organized and logical. When he's a head coach, it's the exact opposite. Mm, so basically, you're saying that he's a good OC, but yes, you... yeah. I, I put him in the same position I put Todd Bowles in. What uh, Todd Bowles, great defensive coordinator. I think that's his niche. I think he found himself. You put him as a head coach. It's too much. Basically saying it's too, it's it'll be too, too much, much for, him. for him. It's way too much for him. It's way too much for him. The only difference is Josh McDaniels, when the pressure gets when the pressure's on him, he tries to fight through. Unfortunately, he just makes every wrong decision. Todd Bowles, when the pressure got to him, he just kind of just stood there like, 
oh, okay. Like that that's kind of the difference, but I don't I don't I don't think Josh McDaniels is a good head coach. And when the Raiders don't make the playoffs. Yeah. I do think it's pressure with when when uh if they don't make the playoffs. But you I know, do, you know more about the Patriots than I do. So if you feel like he he ain't ready, not not, not even that he's that he's not ready, he's just not good as a head coach. As a head coach, offensive coordinator, that's different. That's different. You know what I mean? As an offensive coordinator, it's different. But as a head coach, it's too much responsibility for him. Way too much responsibility. Greg says, I like to see you coach pride. I'll be honest with you. I could. I just don't have the patience. I'll be honest. I, I, I don't have the patience. If you mess up one time, I'll quit. Um, I, I, I just don't have patience, which is something that, like, you know, you know, if I go in there and I have a new playbook, regardless of what it was, um, like, like after I fresh out of high school, my, uh, my, my high school, they wanted me to coach soccer and I was like, I can't do it, bro. I, I, I can't do it. I couldn't do it because the thing is, is when I graduated, I knew some of the kids I was going to have to coach and on God, I would have killed myself. God, <laughs> I just, I didn't have the patience. I didn't have the patience. Not my mind for it, solid. You know what I mean? I'll probably, if I were to ever be a legitimate head coach, I'm one of those head coaches that's kind of just like there, right? Where you're kind of just like, you know, give us a couple years while we go find the real guy. Just, just hold it down. Don't be Urban Meyer. You feel me? Be 500 at best. <laughs> Stay around there. Okay. Don't trade. Don't don't come in here telling us to make roster moves. Just don't even come to practice. Just come on Sundays and just be eh, right? Just be just be eh, okay? If you're average, you will put you on a Hall of Fame. That would be me. I'm just the guy that I'm a stopgap. I'm like the Teddy Bridgewater of like head coaches, where I'm just there to just hold it down. You know, that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then after like a year or two, you find your guy. All right, I'll I'll, I'll part ways amicably. That, that's where that that that's just me. That's just me. I know a lot of people say that that they'll be phenomenal head coaches, and they'd be mm-mm, nope. Mm-mm. I I would be solid. I would be eh at best. You feel me? But I will also be honest. I'm not calling every goddamn play. That's why I got a fucking offensive and defensive coordinator. You feel me? That's why I got them, right? I'll occasionally, occasionally, I'll like third and one. I'll be like, hey, um, so what do you want to do? You know what? Nah, can, can I get a play call? Can, can I do, can we do engage eight? That'll be me. Every <laughs> once in a while, I'll kind of just like butt in. Yeah. But again, I would be the definition of average. Straight up. And even I would do better than Josh McDaniels and in, in, in the Raiders. <laughs> swear to God, swear to God, swear to God. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm just saying this, and I've been consistent with this throughout the years. Josh McDaniels is not a head coach. There are some guys out there that are just offensive or defensive coordinators for life. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I agree. I, I just, a bad thing. I'm assuming you thought it was the hatred. That I, have I mean, 
I kind of thought because you were saying how horrible he is, but he was calling off guys. No, as a head coach. As a head coach. I understand now. Just just as a head coach. Again, as an offensive coordinator, he's got me. I'll give him one more chance because he did have Tim Tebow as his quarterback. Okay. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm going to tell you this right now. Like I said, when they don't make it, I'm be chilling. Me too. I'm be I'm be shrugging my shoulders. Ain't no problems to worry about in Chicago. Well, speaking of Chicago, Mike Eberfluss. You and I, we 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 talked about this a little bit, and you and I were kind of on the same on the same page. I don't think that this is a bad as a hire that everybody is making it out to be in the Chicago Bears community. Yeah, that's because. <sighs> It's 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 been torture. Like we we still you gotta get over this naggy era. So it's like they want the <laughs> best. They want the best head coach because it just been it's just been tortured being a Bears fan these last couple of years. We haven't really got the head coach right since Lovey Smith. And a lot of a lot of guys were saying go OC, bitch, which. Whoever was the head coach really didn't matter. It only came down to who was going to be the, the offensive coordinator, pretty much. A defensive coach would have never matter. An offensive coach would never matter. So, Which, if like, I'm not mistaken, y'all hired. Um, and the best offensive coach out there was Brian Dable. That's, that was. To me, that was the best offensive coach out there. It was um, what's homeboy's name? Hold on, he he was on the um. Oh my god, he was on the Packers. Oh, Luke Getzey. Yeah, Luke Getzey. Yeah, him, him, him. Which I mean, like Bears fans, just they 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 anxious for some, which I get it. They they, they anxious for some success. Right, Basically. which I, I I completely understand it because you know, I live through it every Sunday watching your team struggle to put up points. Mm. That shit can get frustrating. Here's how I feel about it. I I think I again I don't know if Matt Everfluss is gonna be great or if he's gonna be bad. I don't know. If I had to take a guess, I think he'll be solid. I think he'll be respectable. I think what you what the Bears did. They played it safe. Yeah. Which is, which, which that's what Bears fans hate because they played it safe. They was looking right. for they looking for a home run. They're looking with, for the Brian for the Brian Flores or the, the Sean Harbor. Payton or the Jim, Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. That's yeah. what they're looking for. So and like, here's what, the thing if we Jim always Harbaugh, playing it safe. So but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If Jim Harbaugh wasn't mentioned. Or let's say he he went to another job. Let's say the Raiders hired let's him. Say, let's say he stayed, stayed with Michigan. Stayed All right. Michigan. So let, let's say let's say he came out, debunked everything, said I'm good. Yeah. I'm staying at Michigan. I'm not. I'm not interviewing. And let's say the Saints and, and Sean Payton never parted ways. And let's say um, Brian Flores stayed in Miami. Well, you can't. You can't really. I wouldn't even put Brian Flores with a Payton or a Jim Harbaugh. I think in the same category with the rest of the head coaches. What? No way. No way. I mean, he's he's a, he's a good, he's a good coach, but he's not Sean Payton. I, yeah, he, okay, I, I get the, that. The elite, they you say maybe Brian Dable, uh, Flores, 
And then you You're have like the pack, fam. No way. No way. No Don't. way. For me, it, I agree with you, Sean Payton, number one. I agree with you there. I'm not putting Jim Harbaugh up there. I'm putting him in that tier right under, and he's right next to Brian Flores. You saw what Brian Flores did with Miami, fam? Yeah, Come on, yeah, I seen what he did with Miami. I, and I also said what Jim did with the Niners back in the day. Right, but notice what you said, back in the day. <laughs> I don't know if he'll still do it because when he when he went down, when he went down to Michigan, it took him how long to finally beat Ohio? Uh, okay, so Sean long? Payton, Flores. No, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I'll say Sean Payton, and I'll have Brian Flores in. I'll be nice, Jim Harbaugh. I'll and have Brian them tied for second. Okay, I'll have them tied. I'll be nice. I'll, I'll I'll be respectful to his reputation, and I'll, I'll have them both at second. Okay, you know what I mean. But I'm just saying, like, if those three guys, let let's say let's say that they that they parted ways or whatever. But let's say they did it after this move. Nobody is complaining that Matt Eberflus got this job. Let's just be fair. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, everybody else was outside of what a Dan Quinn was going to be a first-time head coach. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it really can't like, – like, let's be fair here. I, I think we're giving the Chicago Bears a little bit of a bad rap. Like, again – and plus, we also need to take, make, take this – um, came to talk into consideration, right? Brian Flores desperately wants Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. If you get him and he says, I want Deshaun, do you, are you really going to move on from Justin Fields? Especially when you guys are not in a position to win it all now? No. So that's probably going to eliminate him out, right? That's going to probably kick out um, uh, Brian, Brian Flores. And then Sean Payton, let's be fair here. When's the last time he really developed a quarterback. Let's be yeah, clear here. People want to Sean Payton because of the name. And... Exactly. Like, he, he, like, Sean Payton, when, like, let's be honest, when was the last time he developed a quarterback? Yeah. And by the way, if you say, Drew Brees, congratulations, you're a child. Literally. Literally. Because Drew Brees was drafted San by Diego. the Chargers. Yeah. And they made Drew Brees who he was. I've heard people say Sean Payton made him. Swear to God. Swear to God, I've heard that before. Swear to God. So and that that's why, like you said, Sean Payton was the name. And you and you take and basically to me, I feel like Bears fans want somebody to take charge. They they just want somebody to make what's the what's the word? What, what I'm, what's the word I'm trying to say? Basically. <laughs> Basically, they think Sean Payne, a, a guy like Sean Payne, could just control the room. Which I mm-hmm. watched the the press conference with Eberflus, and the the way he was talking, he sounded like he could control the locker control room. room. Yes, so it's like I was in too much soul because, like I said, I'm giving both of these guys a fresh canvas. I'm not gonna say it was a bad hire, and he even said it himself. They asked him, "Will you be calling plays?" He said, "No, I'm gonna be a head coach." Something Nagy couldn't get out of his way to do. He couldn't just be a head coach. He wants to be a the OC mm-hmm. and a head coach. And we but already, I, I'm and we already right know Matt can put got an amazing defense in the coach. So he's yep. stepping away from that. And, and it and, also helped. This is my last point. I'm gonna let you talk. No, go, and, go, go, go. and it also helped Justin Fields to have a DC as a head coach to let him know, hey, 
this is what they're going to throw at you. This how you can prevent this from happening. Like I said, Which, the only thing he got to do is get the OC right. That's it. That's really it, 100%. That's really, uh, that's really it. And it's and, – and the thing is, is let's also be fair here. Like, like you said, Everflush saw every bad thing that would happen, and he took a step back and said, you know what? I'm not making those same mistakes. I'm not going to be doing the same thing again. Like you said, he's taking that step back, and he's not going to be doing the calls. Great on you can mention something about the Steelers. Uh, says they're looking for a GM. My, last, Steelers... my last point about the Bears is, to me, this felt like a Golden State Warriors scenario where Mac, uh, Mark Jackson go. He, uh, he They have Steph Curry, Draymond, all that. And they got all the pieces, and Steve, then they Steve all hit Curry come stuff. in, and they all hit their stride. That's how I look. That's how they got this situation right now. Let's see what happens. And by the way, um, so they're 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 basically only looking at two people for their GM position, and they're both in house. It's Brendan Hunt, um, their their uh, pro scouting coordinator, and then uh, Omar Khan, who is the vice president of football and business administration. Both of them already got interviewed. Both interviews already been completed, so it's just really more along the lines of who they're really going to hire, but the Steelers are trying to hire somebody uh, in-house. Um, yeah, we were, we were looking at Omar Khan to take over for yes. Ted Phillips. Yes, 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 yes. But Omar Khan, he, he kind of – I mean, he turned it down because he felt like he had a uh, – it was weird because he took the interview, but then he also during the interview was like, "I'm set." So it's like, why take the interview? Like that—that yeah. that makes no sense whatsoever. But hey, you know, to each their own. Um, one more team I kind of want to get into a little bit uh, before we move on. The Denver Broncos—they hired Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach. A lot of people have I work like confused, like what? Hey, why you're enough for a Rob? Which is literally what I was going to say. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I don't think this is that bad of a pickup. Because you need to remember something. When it came, when Nathaniel Hackett, during his tenure in in Green Bay, he always let Aaron Rodgers do whatever Aaron Rodgers wanted to do. If Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers, he's going to want to go to a place where he has a talent and B where you can have control. But the Broncos always getting the retrade quarterback, so they right. So that, that's why I'm saying, dog, like this is gonna be a perfect, perfect thing where Aaron Rodgers could just slide in and it checks off it checks off two of the boxes. Two of the well, boxes. Let me ask you this though. Who who will run that division? Because it's a lot of good quarterbacks in that division if you go to the Broncos. And it's not going to be easy getting through the AFC. It won't be easy, no. But I mean, let's also be fair. It's not like it's not like the the Broncos are devoid of talent now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying they not. I'm just saying you got these young these young it's the boys. Chargers, who... It's the Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs. I think the Raiders are in there too, yeah, right? The Raiders. So. Again. Yeah, also, I look at Buffalo, Bengals coming. Yeah, Patriots. Well, 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 again, 
if he wants the easy road, congratulations. You had it. You this is the easiest road you've yeah. had in how long, and you still lost. So at this Thanks. point, Thanks. you shouldn't be saying you shouldn't be complaining about difficulty because you literally just got the Thanks. easiest test and you couldn't even spell your own name right. So Thanks. you shouldn't be complaining anything about how hard it is. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I don't complain about it. He did have the easiest easiest road. That's yeah, right. mad easy, yeah. mad easy, cake, cake walk. He had it mad easy, and he and he couldn't handle it. That he is. couldn't handle it. Thanks. So that's what I'm saying. At this point, like, you can't sit there and keep saying it because how many times has he had an easy road, and how many times did he just go? And the trade, they beat us. They beat us up so many times, and we both only got one Super Bowl appearance apiece in the last twenty years. And they had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. We had Rex Grossman, Jay Cutler, Trubisky. Chad Haney, Nick Fold, come on. Imagine. Like, straight up. Imagine all that. Imagine. Um, but I think Nathaniel Hackett, I just think that's just them trying to, you know, get yeah, Aaron Rodgers yeah. to swing on by, which I think that's what it which Possibly. honestly I don't mind. I get it. You know what I mean? Especially if you got a head coach who will, who will allow you to do um, anything you want. They need to do everything in their power to exactly because that was the ultimate comfort thing for Aaron Rodgers. You go to a place that has talent, offensively and defensively, and now you have a head coach that lets you do whatever you want. I I, I think I think that's a match made in heaven. So um I like a lot of people were like, oh, why isn't Daniel Hacker getting hired? And I'm like, I, I to me, I look at it as a chess move. Yeah. Hundred percent. I look at it as a chess move, and they just solely did it just to try to get um, Aaron Rodgers. Um, what you, you will think, see. What you think about? Very. They're not. But go ahead. What do you think about the um, the Brian Dayball to the Giants? Just to, before we get into the next topic. I liked it. It made sense. Um, you know. This going this is this what I'm about to say might be controversial, but Daniel Jones does have a lot of the tendencies that Josh Allen has. He really does, and it's just he's not refined, he's not polished. Brian DeBall had at least 90% to do with the quarterback Josh Allen is today. If they want to keep Daniel Jones, I think this is the perfect guy to, to do it. Yeah. I think this is the perfect guy. I think this is a guy who came from a respect, right now, a respectable organization. A guy who proved, hey, I know what I'm doing. I've earned this opportunity. He got the opportunity. Let's see what we can do with it. I have absolutely no problem whatsoever with that hire. Um, I just hope he doesn't, I just hope he doesn't mess it up. Yeah. That's last, really it. I, last, I last thing, you think any smoke with the whole Jim Jim coming to the NFL? We bet tussle with him with the Vikings. Nah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I say this. I, I said this. His future at Michigan State will all boil down to that night when he when um he played Ohio State. If he lost, he would have quit. Yeah, I think he would have quit and he would have went elsewhere. But since he won, I think he's willing to stay there at least two more years. I think that win bought him three. 
But I think Jim Harbaugh will give it two more years, and if he can't do it again, then he'll go back to the NFL. Yeah. So I think there's time. Um, final topic, the NBA All-Star starting lineup has been announced. Um, for the East, it will be Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Trey Young, and DeMar DeRozan. Now, Kevin Durant, even though he's still the captain, will not play due to his injury, so they're going to announce somebody. Um, <clears throat> uh, they're going to... We already know who's going to be. Who do you think it's going to be? Jimmy Butler. You think it'll be Jimmy Butler? Ugh. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but in the West, it'll be Goat James, Nikola Jokic, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, John Morant. Do you of those starting lineups, you think they got anything wrong? You mentioned Wiggins? Yes, Andrew Wiggins. So it'd be LeBron, oh. Goat James, Nikola Jokic, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, and Ja Morant. For the for the for the Western, I'm gonna say no because to me, between it was between John Morant and Devin Booker, I even though the Suns got a better record, I would have loved to see Book get the nod. But I understand, you know, John Morant having a, a phenomenal season, so not no nothing wrong there. And the whole Andrew Wiggins, me, I already I already predicted he would make the All Star. I didn't know he was gonna be a starter, but looking at all the injuries to the forward, you got Paul George, uh, it's hurt, Kawhi. Uh, I would not choose Rudy Gobert over Andrew Wiggins. I feel like Wiggins got a more complete game that that fit the All Star game more than you know Rudy Gobert. So nothing wrong with Andrew Wiggins getting denied on the Eastern Conference. I'm gonna just put it real quick before I let you go. If Rudy Gobert was was gonna be the starter, swear to God, I'm I would stop covering the NBA. <laughs> Throwing it out there, but go ahead, Mike. My bad. The four years uh, for the Eastern Conference, everything was cool except for Trey Young over Levine. Thank you, no. thank you, bro. What are we doing here? This is not just me being a biased Bulls fan. No, like, you're not being biased. That's like, a travesty. Yeah, that's a travesty. I don't understand why people are so mad at at Andrew Wiggins making it, but they're supporting Trey Young. Yeah, and Trey Young is probably the best. Well, he is the best offensive offensive weapon on the Hawks. Yes, he's gonna put up twenty eight a game, but Zach Levine still averaging twenty five to twenty six points per game. What another dominant score! Oh my god, like, what are we doing? But by the way, February third, the reserves are gonna come out, which that's gonna make things interesting because I guarantee you, someone's gonna be like, "Oh my god, so and so is on the bench, but but Matthew Wiggins is starting." <laughs> Meanwhile, these are the same bots who thinks Trey Young deserves to be a starter. Bullshit. By the way, another thing that's BS. I understand he broke the record. Steph should not be starting because ever since then he's been freezing. Devin Booker, bona fide starter, bench. And I, I mean, I have no problem John Moran starting. No problem with him starting. No problem with Jokic starting. No problem with LeBron or Andrew Wiggins starting. I'm sitting Steph. I'm sitting Steph to make room for Devin Booker. Devin Booker's been balling, and I understand Steph broke the record. Since yeah. then, the dude has been freezing. Yeah, the dude has been freezing. So I think at some point we're gonna eventually people will notice and recognize that. And the Phoenix got the best record in the NBA. That's what I'm saying, dog. Records don't matter until it matters, bro. Like we, we need to we need to figure we need to figure this out. 
But um, uh, all right. So just letting y'all know. Uh, so a lot of people are confused on the whole starter thing. So there are three groups that determine the starters, right? So the fan vote, which is fifty percent, the NBA players, which is twenty five percent, and the media panel, which is another twenty five percent. And it was um, crazy. Zach had more player votes than Trey Young. Yes, he did. Yes. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was the fan vote that made him on there. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, okay, so um, I, I want to see. I'm trying to figure out from the fan vote because what they did is after they got everything, they kind of they put out a chart where it kind of uh, let me see actually if, can I actually put ah, let me actually share my screen. So that way you can actually see what I'm talking about. So it's right here. So this is um, this. No, there it is. All right. So this right here is the, let me do it like this. So this is basically how the fan vote kind of broke down. So in terms of the Western Conference for the front court, LeBron was number one for the player vote fan vote, and media vote. Um, Jokic was number two in both the fan, the players, and the fans, and was tied for first Mm. in the media. Um, Andrew Wiggins was fifth in player, third in fan, sixth in media. Um, Let's see who was Carl Anthony (laughs) Towns, which, by the way, makes no sense because – for all the people, there are people out there who don't like Carl Anthony Towns, but all of a sudden now are there fans when this happens? Yeah, Suspicious. I don't, I don't um, see how Cat is seven and Gobert is four. Like, don't get me wrong. Maybe no. I'm not a really, I'm not really a, a really huge Gobert fan. So, uh, uh, why are we so focused on fan vote? Let the player do nothing. Well, here's the thing with that: the reason they're focusing a lot on the fan vote. Is because they want to. They still want to bring eyes. Because All Star Week has been dipping a lot. It's been dipping. So now to try to kind of com- uh, combat that and try to get the viewers back up. Now they're they're giving the fans even more control than they normally. Would. I meant to ask you something about the Pro Bowl too, but I asked that in, a, in another episode. I want to get your we'll, thoughts we'll, on that. We'll oh, we'll do that next week. Yeah, because I think the Pro Bowl. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that next Monday. I feel like these. I feel like these events is starting to you know water down. No, no, they're whack. They're whack. Yeah. Let's just be real. They're whack. They're whack. Um, but here for the uh, Eastern Conference front court, KD ones all around. Um, so there were three guys in the media rank that was tied for first: KD, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. Um, so Trey Young was third in player rank. Zach Levine was two, and the fan. Trey Young was second. Zach Levine was third. And in the media, Trey Young was second. Zach was third. Makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, the mere fact that somehow Kyrie made this, this <laughs> list is just blasphemous. The mere fact that LaMelo somehow got more than Jalen Brown. So that guard for the Eastern Conference going to a lot of people are gonna be snug. I'm looking at Lamelo. I don't even see Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. If Lamelo makes it, bro, I'm not watching it. I'm not. 
I'm curious to see who you got uh, as the reserve. You you got a list next to you? Like who I would vote for? No, yeah, who would you pick as the reserve? Um, but we only you only got two. I think it's two guards, three forwards, and two wild card spots. So two my so my two guards, huh? For the West, gotta be Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: someone's gonna get snubbed. Devin Booker. You know what? You know what? I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go all in. Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Um, and you said I get four big men. No, you get three. Yeah, three big men. Then the reserve can be three. either big man. You got two spots for reserve. It can be either big man or or guard. Oh, then that's, or okay. So three. So so I got three big men and then two two like you called them earlier wild card. Yeah. All right. So for the West, my three big men. I'll do Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dude already made it, right? Yeah. Yo, Jokic is a starter. Yeah, I'll do Carl Anthony Towns. Man, that's big man. This is tough. Draymond. I feel like I'm missing someone. Oh, you you well, it's another it's another big man. If you want, I know you want to add Rudy Gobert. Whatever, I just put Rudy Gobert because someone's gonna get mad at me if I don't. I'll put Rudy <laughs> Gobert, and then the last two give me. Luka Doncic and you missing a you missing somebody that I'm I'm trying to think you're gonna say his name. Who am I missing? That Mitchell. You could throw Mitchell in there. Yeah, throw Donovan Mitchell in there. I had I had basically the same. I had uh. Yeah, I have to say, I think I'll agree with you. You're looking at my list. Yeah, you can CP3, throw, yeah. CP3, Mitchell, Booker, Cat, uh, Doncic, and Rudy Gobert. I think I have to pretty, pretty much have the same. Yeah. Uh, by the way, because uh, somebody asked, uh, is there anybody from the Suns in the starting lineup? No. No. Nope. Which is uh, crazy. Right. It's, it's kind of wild how Devin Booker. Like I said, I, I would have benched Devin Booker. and uh, oh, I'm sorry. I would have benched Steph and Steph put Curry. Devin Booker in there. That's just me. Um, and then, by the way, for the East, my two guards would be what? Mm-hmm. Let me go first, then you can just go off me. Huh? Let me go first, then you can just probably go off me. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I got, of course, Zach Levine. Oh, I got James Harden. I got and my fourth. I got Tatum, Butler, Jared Allen. Jared, my, that's a good one. Then my reserves. It was hard. Uh, I'm a reward. I'm a, I'm I'm not paying Bradley Bill only. I'm taking him off. I really had Bradley Bill before, but I'm rewarding Freddie. What about Darius Garland? Then yeah, Darius Garland, my next one. Then mm. yeah, I'm snubbing Lamelo Ball, Jalen Brown, and Chris Middleton. Damn. I think I think this year people are gonna get mad if Lamelo Ball don't make it. 
if we don't make he's gonna make it just because that fan vote mm-hmm. is so big and you know what I mean it's like the but the coaches the coaches pick the reserves do they mm-hmm. oh thank god but it's still he's still it's still a chance he might get just because they I think they was seventh in the conference I think he might get I think he might get it over Freddie which is fuck because I, I think Freddie I think I I think Fred Van Vliet over him every day of the week. But I think uh, uh, Jason Tatum making in because it's Jason fucking Tatum, so it don't matter. They yeah, spot. yeah. I mean, I would I would put Jalen Brown in, but at the same time, I I don't know. I I, I don't know if that's just me being biased because I'm a Celtics fan. But I'm taking Bradley Bill off. Bro, Bradley Bill has had a now. I don't, don't want to say he has a bad year, but mm, I, I was and looking they, at it a couple days ago. He's shooting like a career low from the three point line, and it's already- bad. And they already trying to trade Dinwiddie already. Already. I was like, what's the point of getting him? But to each their own, as the children say, to each their own. But this has been another episode of the Prime for Takes podcast. Um, Prime, Mike. Glad you guys were here with us. Follow us on Twitter at Private Takes. If you guys see any news in terms of sports, uh, if you guys see anything in terms of wrestling or any news in general, please feel free to tag us. I still oh, ain't over that. We we don't we don't have a fun conversation Wednesday, bro. I'm telling you, we don't have a fun conversation. Uh catch us on Facebook at Prideful Takes. Um uh obviously we love to interact. We go live on Facebook. And if you don't have the Facebook, that's fine. You can catch us on YouTube at Prideful Takes. Swing by, give us a sub. We would greatly appreciate it. Visit our website, www. <coughs> excuse me, www.prideful.takes.com. Not only is every episode of the podcast up there. But we also have original articles. Plus, we're actually starting to do a little something in terms of merch. So, Mike, um, we're going to have to get together to work on that. Um, check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Private Takes Podcast. Um, if you guys have an iPhone, just say, hey, Siri, play the Private Takes Podcast, and it will play. And as always, go to www.fatcow.com. Use discount code off. They have everything for men, women, and children, ranging from lip balm all the way down to deodorant. You name it, they got it. Check them out. Mike, you got any final words? Um, go Bears. Ah. <laughs> oh, man, what a time to be alive. But. On behalf of Mike, it's been your boy Pry. We'll be back here Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 Central. To talk and I'm going to have a wrestling. lot to get off of my chest. So make sure y'all, if y'all like wrestling, mm, make sure yes, y'all tune sir. in Wednesday. Trust me, we uh, we going to be having a lot. Oh, I read this. Yes. I So Riddle was supposed to win the Rumble, but then, you know, the whole Brock thing. If that's true, again, Wednesday. Yes, we're gonna, we gonna be saying everything, but on behalf of Mike, it's pride. We'll catch you guys here Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 Central. Talk about wrestling. Y'all know what to do until then. Be safe. My name is Cassie, and I'm the founder of Fatco, where we use these guys to make this stuff. Let me explain. At Fatco, we specialize in making natural and organic skin and body care products, many of which contain tallow. It's nutrient dense and healing. It's extremely high in vitamins A, D, K, and E, all super important for skin health. It's natural, it's healthy, and it's sustainable. I knew where that was going. 
That was a great read. Ooh, Lillard from the logo. That'll quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking. It's down. Two to Shohei Otani. Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks. Oh. 